Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. All right, so with that, we're actually recording, and I unplugged, and that's what caused the feedback. Um, but I'm using an app right now called uh, Boss Jock. And for those of you listening at home on this podcast right now, um, this is a course I'm doing in Perry, Michigan called So You Want a Podcast. I think that's the name of it. Is that right? Yeah, So You Want a Podcast. So I'm going to show all of you that are here as participants today. Um, I pushed the microphone button on this app, and now it's picking up everything that we're recording. So everybody say hi. 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 All right. So <laughs> here we are. Um, I'm going to start basic today, and I'm recording this so that I can use it on a future podcast. So those of you that are listening to the podcast um, when it's released, you'll know uh, what's going on. Okay, so this is an actual class on how to do a podcast if you've ever wanted to get a podcast going. So I'm going to start very basic. Many people believe that podcasts are sort of this future of storytelling in many ways. Um, Many churches are starting to use them now. Uh, If for no other reason, they'll put the sermons out, whereas we used to put sermons out on a cassette or we'd put them out on a CD. Um, Then we got to the point where we're putting them on websites. Well, a lot of websites actually are set up in such a way that, hey, we can just put them out into podcast form now. So... Uh, and welcome. Feel free to join us. We're, we're <laughs> um, so we're just starting with this uh, podcast. You haven't missed anything except the intro at this point. So I'm going to try to give you some tools for podcasting today. And we are recording, by the way. Okay, this will be on a future podcast, so you can hear it again if you'd like to. If there's anything, um, so we're going to start very basic with what do you need. And I I tried to keep most of this pretty basic where you can just kind of make a list as you write out notes. Um, One of the very very most basic things you're going to need is probably just a microphone (laughs) of some sort. Um, Now you can see because I'm using an app on my phone right now and I'm wanting it to be a more open space, I'm not using a microphone right now. But I actually usually, if it's just a one-on-one with another guest, I actually have mics that I plug into this iPhone um, because it gives it a a nice good sound. This is going to sound a a bit like we're recording the whole room today because we've recorded it on an iPhone. Um, But you'll need a microphone. It doesn't have to be an expensive microphone. Um, It can be something cheap. But the better microphone you have, the better quality of recording it's going to be. So, hi. Welcome. Join us. Uh, grab a grab a seat and join us in the circle here today. And uh, and just to let you know, we're recording this as I talk to on my podcast voices in my head. So if you want to hear any of this information again, um, you can you can hear it again. So very basic, just a microphone. Uh, as you shop around, you'll need to decide what kind of microphone you want to use. If you're recording on a computer, uh, you might want to look for a USB microphone, something that'll plug right into your USB port. Um, if you want to use what's called an XLR microphone, those are the kind of microphones they use at church with the three prongs that you plug into the floor or plug into whatever box you have at church. If you use one of those for your computer, you're going to have to buy an adapter that you know makes that fit into your computer and then goes into a USB drive. 
Um, you can do that, but it's extra money. You know, um, I I like a microphone that's made by uh, by Blue Microphones. It's called the Snowball. It's just a little round microphone, and usually when I'm recording on my computer, um, it's it gives a very good quality to that. Um, so, if you use a USB microphone, that's what I would recommend uh, the most, just because you can plug it straight into your computer. Um, if you're using a mic like on an iPhone, like I'm doing right now, if you're wanting to record, you can buy a little adapter. I think mine costs like $6 that you can actually plug an XLR mic into, an XLR like the handheld kinds you use at church um, or wherever you might be, and that works just fine. Plug it in, use the adapter, plug straight to your phone, and then you get like a really high quality, and then you're not picking up all the ambiance of the room around you. So. That's just an idea. So uh, that's very basic microphone. Next thing you want to find out is, uh, this is also very basic, but you're going to need something to record it on. <laughs> Obviously, we're using um, an iPhone today as we're sitting here to record on. Um, you can use portable recorders. I've got a really nice one that Zoom makes. Um, you can pay almost as little or as much as you want for things like this. depends on how much recording space you want, how advanced you want the microphones to be. Uh, sometimes just a little handheld recorder. I think you can look on Amazon or find deals of the day different places and sometimes you'll find them for maybe $50. Sometimes they'll be up to 100 or more. If you get really advanced they can be up to $300. You want to kind of decide how much you're going to be doing this and what quality you want. Um, that There's just so many different options that are out there. Um, Portable XLR recorders, and what I mean by that is a recorder that you can plug like your microphone into, like that you would normally sing through, just a regular handheld mic. Um, portable XLR recorders can capture like multiple microfo microphone channels. So some recorders you can get them to where you, you can do, um, I think, up to four mics at times. So if you wanted to do um, a group a little smaller than the one we are at, I could give you all these guys all a microphone <laughs> and we could all talk at the same time. Um, your audio files automatically get recorded and stored to a memory card when you're using one of those type of machines. Um, so uh, you might want to decide, like, do I have a memory card reader on my computer or is it something that I can um, plug into the computer? It's just There's just a lot of different factors when you're looking at buying a recorder. Um, they they can be like really amazing tools. They can be cheap. They can be expensive. You know, anywhere from a hundred to five hundred dollars. The Zoom Handy Recorder is one I really like that I have used a lot on the road. Um, if you have an iPhone, maybe Android phones. I haven't used those, but if you have an iPhone and you want to use the Boss Jock app that I'm using right now, those are really great because you can preload your sounds into them. So. If I wanted to have like a sound effect right now, I could push the sound effect button and it would play like a piano filler or something like that in the midst of, of what's going on. Um, an optional thing that you might want to have is, is an audio interface. Uh, if you want to record directly to your computer with analog microphones, as I told you before, you would need some sort of an audio interface to plug those mics into. You can get those, but those are optional. Those interfaces will cost you from $30 to $300, depending on what you want to do. So again, decide what kind of mic you want to use. Um, a computer is something you're going to need, okay? So how many of you in here use, like, a PC? Okay, any of you use Macs? 
at all? Okay, you, both. Good, very good. We've got both of them. Uh, thankfully, audio editing doesn't take a ton of computing power, so you can get by on relatively a small amount of things with that computer once you have your microphone. Uh, depending on how you choose to record, uh, if you do it directly in the computer or if you um, use the mics, you know, you got to have the right ports for it and all that. Um, but you can usually plug things into either a firewire jack or just into a USB port, or you can get the additional equipment, like I said before, to use this audio editing software. Again, you can go as cheap or as expensive as you want to. So let me tell you some, some software options that you can use. Um, these are called digital audio workstations. You might see them printed up as DAW. Uh, a lot of times you'll see that in parentheses, DAW. It just means digital audio workstation. So if somebody says DAW or uh, you're reading online, DAW, there are a lot of, of good ones out there. Um, the licenses for some of them can cost a pretty penny. Uh, because I am a singer-songwriter, when I started out podcasting, um, I had a pretty advanced one called Pro Tools, uh, which I also use to record songs. You know, we, we make albums using Pro Tools. It's it's very advanced. You can get just about as many channels as you could ever possibly want. You know, to go through there, uh, and it's all digital and it saves and records. But Pro Tools can cost you up to $900, okay? So unless you're going to do like this professionally and like going to start your own radio show or something, you may not want to go with Pro Tools. Um, there are some other things that are maybe not quite as user-friendly, but they still help you get the job done. Um, the free option that I would recommend to everybody, and it's actually what I use more times than not, um, is Audacity. So if you've ever... Do you have Audacity? Already there. Already there. Most of you probably already have Audacity. Yeah, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Um, Audacity, it's, it's not always the most intuitive thing. Like You don't always just sit down and know exactly what you need to do, but you can find some helpful manuals online and things that will help walk you through how to edit it and how to use it. Um, I can't really get into how to do that because I don't have a screen in front of me today to show you, but there are plenty of manuals. Look up some YouTube videos sometimes. There are literally YouTube videos for everything. I think I can say literally because I'm pretty sure there are videos for everything. Um, and they can help you with uh, some ideas for how to do the editing and how to plug things in. But what I often do is it's basically this like I'll record a file like this uh, maybe on a different recorder uh, because I'm using uh, Boss Jock I don't have to go through Audacity later but I could save this file if I want to do some editing on it later if I want to add an intro I want to add an outro I can import my mp3 file into Audacity I can make a few different tracks and then edit them all together. I can get it to where um, the, the volume is normalized so we don't have like a really loud here and really soft here in different levels. It's going to be pretty even overall, and it allows you to do that. So Audacity is something I would say first and foremost. Use that before you put any like huge money into buying something else. Our church even uses that on Sunday morning to record our services with. We record on Audacity, um, and that makes it real nice because you can go in and edit. You can select stuff. You can delete stuff you don't want. Um, you can add other things in. Depending on your podcast, you may need to add in a, a beep from time to time. You know, I have guests <laughs> from time to time that will come on. We don't always have just exclusively Christian people on my podcast. 
And uh, I haven't really used it too much in the past, but you can add in a beep if somebody says something you don't want on there. So Audacity is great for something like that if you need to do some audio editing or if you just want to take something out. Let's say that I'm recording today and I just don't like this whole segment that I, I did. I, I think I'm going to skip that part. I could take it home and before I release what I'm recording today, just take this chunk of three minutes or something out and say, boy, that was a real clunker. I don't want that in there. I can just you know chunk, chop it off and nobody will be any of the wiser if I edit it. Um, one other thing other than like uh, a DAW, this is an optional thing, but it's something you might want to use if you're doing this at your computer. Some sort of a pop filter for your microphone, uh, sort of a screen maybe that, that'll come between you and the mic. Um, we use them in the recording studio all the time because you don't want your pop, 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 you know, it sounds to be coming through super strong. Um, you can probably make one if you're inventive enough and, and figure out how to do it. There's a YouTube for it. There's a YouTube for it. That's right. Let's show you how to make one. There's a YouTube for it. Um, there, and again, you can go as expensive or as inexpensive as you want. I actually use like a, a filter that is around the microphone, behind it, that sits on a mic stand. So my mic will sit in the center and then there's like an eggshell thing behind the mic and then a windscreen in the front. And that way it keeps the background volume from, from getting to the mic and then it keeps me from you know making popping sounds all over into the microphone. So you can, you can go expensive, you can go cheap, you can make it yourself. Look on YouTube, but a pop filter is something that you might uh, want. Um, so any questions so far before we move on to what you're going to need when you're recording a podcast? Or just a promotion for Audacity. For a free piece of software, it does an awful lot. It does. You're right. And, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a huge, I mean, especially for anything that I've done is playing around with it. Yeah. Yeah. So so Audacity, I mean, really, to get going, that's all all you have to have in the beginning. So so um, when, you, when you record your services, mm-hmm. how... In, are you doing it then directly onto the computer? Mm-hmm. So you just um, put the mic, I mean, like, have the sound system into the computer? Yeah, we have a line. Uh, I don't know if you saw the line that I just plugged the iPhone into right. a minute Which ago back there. Which we do because we use, yep. you know, we, we play over the... Sure. So we, you just do that and you record? Yep. We just designate an auxiliary line for okay. that that goes straight out into the computer, and then you, you can kind of mix it in in your okay. ears using that auxiliary line all the way across on your board um, and so you can get your own it's it's the same concept as like when you're recording a cassette uh, in the old days oh. but but when now it's just recording straight to the computer and then you can edit the, the file later if mm-hmm. you need to so any other questions before yes are you using Boss Jock for that I'm not at church, no. Boss Jock is just something I use. For settings like this, I'm on the road. It's super easy. I've got an iPhone sitting next to me, so I'm using this. Uh, Audacity. That's what we use. Yeah. So I know churches that use Pro Tools that I mentioned before or some other advanced things. Uh, It's not necessary. It depends on how much time you want to spend editing uh, and how, like, super professional if you want to take time every week to mix your recording from every channel and every line that you have that's fine you can do that with like pro tools and things like that but if you just get an even mix that's pretty good um for your service at church so to speak just you know one line into audacity if you've mixed it from your board in advance 
um, that's going to do a lot. So you don't have to do a ton of mixing. Yes? One other question. Sure. Is the podcast live when you do it from church, or is it something that's recorded and then... No, we record it and then goes out. Yeah. Go live. I think you can go live if you use, like, Google... Um, yeah, yeah. Google app. The, there's a Google app that you can use that lets you do some live things, but I think even that you're just you're just recording it while you're doing it, but it might broadcast it and save it to YouTube or something like that. So it's it's hard to do a a live feed like that. It can be done. Uh, you have to look up some of the software from Google. I think it's Google Hangouts that lets you do that. Well, um, Facebook will let you do that now with live. Right, and Facebook it's, Live. I mean, is there a limit on how long or anything like that on Facebook stuff? I don't think so. They may break it up automatically. Yeah, um, they might. But I, I mean, I've seen some hour. Yeah. I mean, it's been ridiculous. I actually did do a live podcast uh, that's – you can listen to the audio of it, but I did do it on Facebook Live while I was doing it because there was a couple things. I just thought people might want to see how I was doing it. Um, so, yes, you can do it through Facebook Live and some other ideas like that. Um, and I'll get into some platforms to, like, release it on here in a minute. Uh, but before I do that, uh, uh, finding your niche, uh, <laughs> your niche, maybe you want to say it, um, even just from something like what's your podcast going to be about is something you have to decide on first. Um, I couldn't decide, so I called mine Voices in My Head, you know, because every week it gives me a chance to kind of talk about what's in my head. So this week it's about how to podcast, okay? Um, but the last episode I did, I had an author on named David Morrell. He created the character Rambo that is in all the movies and everything, and he, he wrote the original novel First Blood. And so we had a conversation about kind of, you know, character development of, of that and, and different Hollywood influences that he had. Because that was very much of interest to me. I like his writing, and I've, I've enjoyed stuff like that. Uh, we've had singer-songwriters on. We've had Andrew Peterson. We've had Michael Card. We've had uh, pastors uh, like Brian Zahn, Jess Middendorf, who I mentioned uh, in the last class we had. So it, it freed me up to do a lot of different topics on a lot of different things. Um, we've even done some comic book-type related things in the past before. But we generally look at everything we do through a theological lens at some point or another. So if we're talking about something in pop culture, it gets back around to um, usually something that has to do with the church or ministry in some way. Um, but So I just decided with my voices in my head, it's a good title, and it also allows me a lot of freedom with what I want to talk about. So there's weeks that I'll come on. If I have a new album coming out, that week is dedica dedicated to the new album, you know, and so I'll play clips from the new album. Um, if it's a sermon I've preached somewhere, hey, this week I was speaking at this church in so-and-so Michigan, and I wanted to share the message that I brought, so here it's going to be today on today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. You know, something like that. Um, now, some people may want to get more specific. Um, if you're just doing your church's podcast, I mean, you can just put your church's name and, and have a link on your website, and that's fine. But you just want to decide what you're going to be about is the main thing. Um, people know that my podcast, even though it's sort of broad with voices in my head, they still sort of know what it's going to be about because it's it's kind of what I'm interested in, and they kind of get to know me through the podcast, so we go through a lot of different things. Um, so if you can narrow in on a, on a podcast, if it's for your church, that's great. You can just use your church name. Um, if your church has a specific theme it's going by, um, I mean, you, you could even take this as something generic like an old Nazarene theme you know our church can be your home like welcome home podcast or something you know like that um our church is 
not using a particular name for ours. It's just First Church of the Nazarene. But we're located on Home Road. We're probably going to be changing our name to Home Road Church of the Nazarene. So it would make all the sense in the world to like call it like the the Home Road Podcast or Welcome Home Podcast or something like that. So depending on your church, um, you could make it about whatever. Um, so just start with an idea and then narrow it down. It can go from general to more specific. So if you're interested in in uh, this wouldn't be applied to this group, but if you're uh, interested in in like bluegrass music um, and and sipping tea or something, I don't I don't know, but picking and sipping or something like that. You know, you, you could call it. Um, I, I don't know what the the thing could be, but you can make it whatever you want to be. Just try to be clever with it, you know, and and think of something that might be appealing in that. Um, and listen to other podcasts too. Get ideas. One of my favorite podcasts is the West Wing podcast. Like the, the, it's just people from the show talking about the show, you know. And, and so every week they go episode by episode. And one of the actors that was on the show is always the host every week with another person, and they bring other guests on. And so it's just called the West Wing podcast. Or there's another podcast I like called the Sci-Fi Christian podcast, and everything on it is basically. Um, sci-fi related but through a Christian lens you know things like that so it doesn't have to be a super elaborate thing but but you can come up with it um, so that's that's the step one is, is figure out you know once you get your microphone and all that stuff um, decide what you want your podcast to be about and then you download and install Audacity on your computer which we already talked about and then you want to try to record so you download audio this is sort of the the quick um, how you do it you can connect your microphone after you download it and you open audacity um, you see if your microphone is being recognized by audacity and you check the drop down menu and you'll see a small microphone icon um, if you go ahead and see your mic go ahead and select that mic that you've got plugged into the computer and in the top left corner by the way you can go back and listen to this on the podcast because I'm going fast through this <laughs> but in the top left corner you should see this pause play stop skip back skip forward and all these other record buttons okay that are going to be on that audacity software uh, click record and talk into your mic to make sure it's working properly and stop recording push play make sure everything will record it okay <laughs> that's basically how you do it it's real easy to get started once your microphone you make sure it's picking up and all that um, and when you're done recording it You'll export the audio as an MP3 file and send it to wherever you are saving it. I recommend getting a separate drive for your computer. Um, that way you don't use up all your computer space um, saving all this audio stuff. Um, so you can just just be watching for bargain sites you know, or stores. They always seem to be selling drives of space. Um, and it might ask you to actually download... Um, what's called the lame encoder uh, for mp3 files when you're trying to export those it's another free thing that audacity offers but it's just called lame l-a-m-e so it may even say to you to export you need to download lame uh, which is so lame why didn't they put it in the software that, maybe that's why they called it that uh, but for whatever reason it doesn't come with the free thing um, it is a free thing but it's just like an extra thing with audacity and it, and it does take a little bit to find yeah, it wasn't the easiest thing to find because it's, a, it's like one of those little, yeah, you know, source source file things. Yeah, you gotta locate it. Yeah, so you, you might don't know if you're even doing it right. Right, 
when you're uh, installing it. Yeah, so if you have trouble with that, keep my card close by and I can maybe try to <laughs> walk you through it. Uh, but you can find it. And again, YouTube. Look up a YouTube video. They'll tell you how to download Lame for sure. So once that's all installed, uh, close and reopen Audacity, record yourself talking a few seconds, and then go to a file, then export the audio to an MP3 file. Um, you, you save it. I mean, it's like saving anything else that you do on your computer. You just want to find out where you're going to save it to, and then you uh, find the MP3. So the next step we're going to get to is record and edit your podcast in Audacity, okay? Um, Connect your microphone the way you've already done it. I'm going to try to go through as quick as I can on the notes here. Uh, you'll want to adjust the microphone volume with the slider. You'll be able to do that in your computer, and you'll be able to see that on Audacity. Uh, when you found a good level, you want to go ahead and um, do, you know, you can remove your test recording that you had already done. <laughs> you know, you're starting for real this time. Uh, make sure your record space is silent. You know, you don't want to do it probably in the midst of a household of kids that are running around screaming. You want as quiet as a space as you can. Um, and you just, you know, you, you want to get uh, the room to sound the way you want it to sound. So you just kind of have to listen and test it and, and find it out. You'll save your project into your computer, and then you can go into Audacity and figure out if you want to put something at the beginning of it, if you want to put some music in, if you want to put something at the end, like an outro. You can import those files uh, and bring them in, and then you have to – there's like a little slider bar. It looks like an arrow um, pointing both ways. And you click on that, and it allows you to slide your audio file this way and that way, so you can kind of match it up to where you want it to be. So you'll have numerous levels, like, stacked on top of each other in this recording, and you can take them and slide them down this way and that way. So your intro can come here, and it's all just with the click of a mouse. You just slide them here or there. If there's a part you want to cut off, you just listen to it and select it, hit delete. So you'll see it on your screen once you open Audacity. It's, it's pretty easy to use, and some of you have already used it. Um, and I'm getting low on time again, so I want to make sure I'm covering everything. Um, if you're going to record with somebody that's not with you, this is something I should cover, because a lot of Audacity you're going to get just by playing around with it. Um, I wanted to figure out how do I record somebody that's not there with me, <laughs> you know. Uh, one of my first podcasts I did with a person not in the room was with Michael Card, and I'm like, I want to have him on my show, but I can't drive back and forth to Nashville all the time, like for something like that. How do I get Michael Card on my show without him physically being here? So we worked it out, and I use Skype. So, uh, have you guys ever used Skype before? Some of you have, okay. Um, you can get a free Skype recorder that you can download. It doesn't cost you anything. There's a few different ones you can use. You'll just kind of have to do some research. I think the one I use is just called Skype Recorder. Um, you set that up and it inter interlinks with your Skype. So if you can get another person's Skype name or even their phone number, it, it might cost you a little money to buy some money to call out to a number but you can call their phone if another person provides you a phone number they can talk to you on the phone line you can hit that skype recorder or you can set it up to automatically record whenever the call starts and you can record with them so i've done so many podcasts on skype via phone or via their skype on the other end 
Um, I wouldn't use video unless you're going to record a video podcast, which I don't have a lot of experience in, um, because that'll just take up more bandwidth space whenever you're trying to record. So I would just use the audio part of Skype. But go ahead and, and do that, and you can have a lot of fun. I've, I've brought in as many as, I think, four people at one time to have the same conversation. You can probably do a lot more than that, just depending on your computer and how much uh, how strong your signal is <laughs> that's coming out. But it's fun to have, like, roundtable conversations. So if you're using the podcast for something more than just, like, church on Sunday morning, um, you actually could, like, do a call out into somewhere else. Um, so you can get that for... Pretty much any computer you have, as long as you can use Skype. So that's something that you can use. Um, let me look real fast. Yeah, this would be a good part for me to take out my thinking. You know, if I went back, I'm not going to because I <laughs> want to have it for later. Um, but as I go through. When you, when you get done and you want to export your audio file, we've talked about that, you've got to find out where you're going to put that file, right? So recording it's one thing, but then knowing where to put it out into cyberspace is another thing that you have to figure out. Um, oh, and one other thing I should say, too, is you might want to uh, select podcast art of some sort, whether it's a picture of you, whether it's a picture of your church. Um, you can go into something like uh, pick. PickMonkey.com. PickMonkey has a lot of good like editing features and things. You can put words up. Um, there's a whole bunch of different apps you can look at and find photos and, and make something. But just make sure it's something that looks nice and is eye-catching because that little square is what's going to show up on iTunes and different places. And it's going to be the thing that kind of pops out like, ooh, I want to I look at that. I want to see what that looks like. You don't have to spend a lot of money to make something like that. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about what to do with your file um, once you get done with it. And, and, and by the way, you can do theme music if you want. Some of that is, is licensing. You might have to find out if you have to pay to use certain music. Some of it is royalty-free. You can find out that kind of thing online. Um, so you got your name. you got your cover art. Here are a few places you can host your podcast through. You, you have to have a, a pod host. So when you finish exporting your podcast, um, it's time to find a place to host your MP3 file. Um, so getting a podcast hosted is essential so you can start distributing your show to podcast directories. Um, SoundCloud is one way that you can do this. SoundCloud offers free podcasting and it lets you distribute your podcast via an RSS feed and your podcast can uh, instantly publish to SoundCloud itself, which makes it really easy to share your podcast and social media. I haven't used SoundCloud for this, but I think there's a limited amount of space and you have to start paying after a while, which is going to be true of everybody. Okay? Or rotate your stuff off. Or rotate your stuff off. That's right. So you could either, you know, this isn't going to be up there forever. I like to have all my stuff up so people can have it whenever they want, so I pay a little extra to do that. The one I use is Podbean, and I really like Podbean. Uh, it provides multiple tiers of hosting. It includes a free option. Uh, it is fairly limited, but at least it helps you know if you're liking it or not. So I think I was maybe four episodes in before I had to start paying for a subscription to it. So uh, it has its own um, iOS and Android app for listening. So that's one appealing thing to people if they don't want to use just the iTunes app or if they want to use something on Android. Podbean actually has its own app to use where you can listen to podcasts through. SoundCloud and, 
I th- yeah, SoundCloud does have its own app too. Yeah, most of these will. Um, the nice thing about Podbean though, and I don't know if SoundCloud has this or not, but Podbean has analytics to help you see who's listening to your podcast and how many you're you're getting. I think when I last looked last week, I've had like twenty five thousand downloads on mine. Um, that's not per week. That's just you know I've have had that over the time I've been doing the podcast. That's that's probably low compared to some podcasts. It's probably high compared to a lot of different ones. Um, if you have more than 100 people a week listening to your podcast, you are in, I think, the top 30% of all podcasters. I, I think that's the statistic I heard last time. A lot of people just record it and no one ever listens to it. So it just depends on how you're putting it out there and how you're listening. Um, Podomatic is another one. I haven't used it, but I understand it to be a super user-friendly one. It offers free hosting with enough bandwidth and storage for beginning podcasters, just like the other ones do. Uh, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, is one of the oldest ones. Uh, Their lowest price plan is $5 a month with unlimited bandwidth. Uh, There's no free option for them at all, but you get what you pay for. It's, It's supposedly one of the oldest and best. I've never used it, but I hear it's good. Uh, Amazon S3 is one that I've heard about, have never used, but Amazon, you know, they rule the world apparently at this point. So um, Amazon is another way you can look at. Um, You can put your name of your podcast through there. Um, Regardless of which service you're going to use, whether it's any of those that I mentioned, when you sign up for the service, you want to use the name of your podcast or the closest thing to it that you can provide. So know your name, first of all. and then uh, you want to upload your cover art, and it's going to need to be at least 1,400 by 1,400 pixels. So, yeah, yeah, 1,400 by 1,400. Uh, 1,400x1,400. And that's going to be, I think, universal uh, for everywhere because uh, everything wants to fit into that iTunes format, and that's what they use. Um, so you fill out all the sections of your profile. It'll it'll be there. You know, they'll give you a show description. So you got to decide what your show description is. You want to make it interesting. You'll upload your MP3 file to that host. And most hosting services let you listen to your podcast right within the site. So give it a listen and make sure everything sounds good uh, before you officially put it out into the world. You want to listen back and make sure it sounds good to everybody. Um, and then the files metadata that you created, um, you, you can create metadata in like Audacity beforehand and it will let you fill out like all this other information. Um, it should fill in a lot of that un, you know, stuff in like uh, – you'll see on Audacity when you try to export a file, it will ask you to put in like the name of the file, episode number or if it's an album, like what track number it is, things like that. You don't have to put all that stuff in on Audacity. You can do it later when you get there, but some of your uh, pod hosts will let that fill in automatically if you've already encoded that on your MP3. So just to let you know. So once you're happy with how everything looks, then you're ready to validate your feed. And this is where you get your podcast on iTunes. Okay, um, Your pod host is going to provide you with what's called an RSS feed. That's very important. You have to have that because that is what sends out your podcast everywhere you're going to send it out to. Um, there are a lot of podcast directories that you can submit to. There's things like Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Blueberry. Um, I guess that's how you pronounce it. There's, there's no E in it. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. There's Miro. Um, iTunes is the one you definitely want to have it on, though, because that's what everybody seems to use in one way or another. Um, 
most podcasters will tell you if there's only one directory that you can get it listed in, list it in iTunes. Uh, it's the most popular. It has the largest reach. I mean, they're called podcasts. We get them from iPods, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, um, so here's how you get listed. All right. So if you ever wonder how to get your podcast listed in the iTunes directory, here are the instructions. Uh, check your idle. Uh, sorry, check your title, author, description, and cover art that's associated with your podcast audio on your hosting service. Um, iTunes uses those fields for searching, so um, you want to take all those things, um, locate your RSS feed, your your URL to it, and copy it. Um, make sure your podcast RSS feed is valid. Like first, put it in like to Windows or something, and paste it into your feed. Make sure that's your feed and everything's working right with it. Um, you'll there's also a thing you want you might want to look up. Um, you can look up feed validators online just to make sure your feed's working okay. So just do a search for feed validators and then like paste your RSS in and make sure everything looks the way you want it to. That'll show you. Okay. So then if you don't have iTunes, download iTunes, <laughs> open iTunes, um, find the more icon in the upper left part of the window and select podcast. Now iTunes is constantly changing, so it may not even say more anymore, but last time I used it, it was there. But look for where it says podcasts, okay? Somewhere in your iTunes, depending on what computer you're using and what version they have out at this time, you're going to be able to find podcasts. When you locate podcasts, uh, locate the podcast quick links section on the right side. And just you'll find a place that says submit a podcast link. Okay, so just look somewhere in there, wherever it is at the time, and whatever version of iTunes it is. Look for submit a podcast. Copy that RSS feed you had and paste it into the field provided, and click next. You're in. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to it. Um, that should do it. If you don't see anything pop up in iTunes right away, don't worry. It can take up to 24 hours. Um, sometimes up to two weeks before the feed actually comes through. It usually is within 24 hours anytime I've posted anything podcast-wise on there. Uh, it's a one-time thing. You don't have to do it again unless you're doing another podcast. Okay, But everything that you put in to wherever your host is on that feed that that host provides you, it's going to come from that. So if you go to some of those other options I mentioned like Stitcher or Blueberry or Miro or some of those other options – um, they're also going to ask you for a feed. You just give them that same code that came from whatever host has provided you. So it's the same does RSS. Does podcast have its own feed, or does your podcast channel, so to speak, have its own feed? Your podcast channel has its own feed. Okay. So if you were to look up mine sometime, my podcast, like on Podbean, is, is I think it's rickleyjames.podbean.com, I think is how it is. I should know that. I'm, I give it out all the time. Um, but yeah, you can just look up Rickley James or Voices in My Head on Podbean, and it'll show you the feed there. But what is there is what's going out to all the other things that are providing. So it's what's coming from there that's going into iTunes. It's what's coming from there that's going into like Stitcher. It's going into Blueberry or wherever it is you've decided you want your podcast to be. So you just provide the code that's provided from your host, and it's going out from there into all those different places. So does that make sense? Okay, cool. Um, so it can take usually less than 24 hours to have it online. So I have heard it taking up to, to two weeks. Um, 
But that's pretty much all it is. You paste it in, click next, and wait and see for your podcast to come up. <laughs> um, so I would actually suggest to you if you're doing a podcast – I didn't do this when I first started. I wish I would have because I was still trying to get the feel down. But I would suggest recording like two, three, maybe four podcasts in advance before you put anything out. Um, because once it's out there, it's out there. I mean you can take it down later, but you, you want to put your best foot forward. Um, so if you have a way for other people to even give you feedback or something first, you might ask people to, to write out a little blurb and say, hey, we've got some feedback for today's episode, you know, and, and here's what it is. You know, have some people write some things in advance. I just put out my first one and let it go and see what happens. And I, I dread to even go back and listen to episode one. I'm sure it's changed completely. My, my up, over 200 episodes now almost – um, my show has evolved and become something different, you know, through, throughout um, than where it came off from. But you'll, you'll want to maybe record two or three or something like that. You know, try to get a good promo, something at the beginning. Um, if you can find some good music to use, that's a big help. Keep in mind a site called Fiverr.com, F-I-V-V-E-R.com, usually for around $5.00. You'll find people on there willing to design something for you. You'll find musicians that are willing to do a little theme song for you. Um, and they kind of bid on, you know, like you, you can kind of ask people if they're interested and offer them usually anywhere from $5 to whatever you want to offer them for it. Sometimes that turns out really well. And, and there's people out there that there's they want to be used, you know, and they want to, they aren't necessarily all going to be church-minded, but you can tell them what you have in mind and say, hey, we'd like to have this. Um, that's a little bit part of the preparation. You don't always think about in advance. I don't have to do it all myself. You can let other people help make music. Um, I make I make music occasionally for other podcasts when they ask me to because I do some recording stuff. My computer crashed and went kaput, so I've got to buy a new computer now. So I haven't been doing much of that lately. Um, but when I do, sometimes you know I've been known to do theme songs for podcasts that are out there. I'm not going to tell you which ones because some of them I like, some of them I don't. But um, but the but the people seem pleased with when I've made music for them, so um, they're out there. Um, so just yeah, just to to kind of recap some things. Tom Rayner from Lifeway, he actually has. Uh, some good questions to think about before you start a podcast. And so maybe I'll close this out, and if we have some time, we can just discuss for a couple minutes. But just a few things. Do you have a unique take on a subject? That's a good question to ask. Um, can you handle the schedule? You need to, if you can, stick to like a weekly, biweekly, or monthly schedule whenever you're doing this because that's how you kind of attract listeners. If listeners know you're going to be once a month, that's great, but you need to keep doing it once a month You know, if you're going to do it or you start losing people. Uh, if you're going to be every week, know that that's a commitment to do it every week and, and to try to keep it up there. Um, just try to be faithful to what you set out to do. Um, do you have the technical ability to do it? If you don't, you know, YouTube, find people to help you. Um, are you knowledgeable enough about the subject to be considered an expert that you're talking about? Okay, that's one thing. If you're not, bring on experts, you know, get them to talk about it with you. Uh, will the podcast be an extension of a current social platform? Uh, is this a way to like extend, maybe if it's for your church, does your church have a Facebook page? Can you put on the Facebook page, hey, here's our new podcast, you know, and, and this is a, a link to it if you want to go to that. Will your podcast have a unique, um, let's just call it a selling point, 
or will it be a, a copy of an existing one? You know, you want to try to make something unique that's just co- not just copying somebody else. Um, are you patient enough for slow growth is another question. Because you don't just start out unless you're some huge celebrity and iTunes decided, hey, the new podcast of blah, blah, blah. You know, um, you're just not going to have tons of people following you right away. Um, how will your podcast benefit your ministry is the ultimate question. And that's the last thing that I have from Tom Rainer today. Uh, any questions or anything for discussion? We've got about, well, we're at the time limit actually. So if there's anything real quick that we can talk about, that's great. This may not be real quick, but, mm-hmm. but again, that last question by Rainer. Sure. Uh, it, 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 uh, you know, how much time and effort are we putting in? Instance, we do do it for a church, and we do do a, a podcast for the for the church, you know, or or you know, copy of the message. Sure, I think that's all you can legally do. I don't think you can put on the music, right? You you can if you pay CCLI and report like the usage of your songs. If, if, so if, if we have that license, you have to get an extra license in order to do podcast and broadcasting things like that. But you can get it through CCLI. Yeah. Otherwise, just stick with the sermon. Yeah. So, so with the web statistics that I've done over the years, with uh, the website development stuff that I've done, hardly anybody listens to it an entire message. Okay. It's, so theoretically speaking, would it be better to just give snippets of the message? Hmm. Um, that people could, that people would be more readily listen to five minutes as opposed to yeah. fifteen minutes as opposed to thirty minutes. Well, I think it would probably depend on the message because uh, if your if your sermon is able to be broken down like that and you feel like you're not losing anything, um, some sermons you almost have to hear them all at one time and they're not going to make any sense, I guess. But if you felt like your sermon was, you know strong enough and, and segmented enough that it could be broken apart like that, I, th- I guess you I could. Think, I don't think much more sermons. So, well, <laughs> well you know, David Jeremiah does that. His, it takes three weeks to get one sermon from a uh, regular service. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking kind of an, as an outreach tool, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about developing Christian fans right. necessarily. And yeah. I'm not, you know, but I'm, how can this be an attraction tool? That's, yeah. that was, that's my thing. Well, I, I just play around with it, see if it feels right. You know, if you feel like you're, you know, that might be like a really cool thing. Like say, hey, here's the first five minutes of a message, and then you get to a point where it's it's like you're waiting to hear more. Uh, you know, shows do that all the time with like, wait, come back next week. Um, you can find Same shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, look up a podcast sometime. It's a fascinating co- podcast. You've probably heard of it called Serial. Um, S E R I A L, and they go into like like murder cases and stuff. And every week they've got it planned out to like make you come back next week. Like they and they have interviews and different stuff. And they go, well, next week we're going to find out more about this and things like that. So if you can structure your sermon that way, you might have a preface like an intro and an outro to say, this week we're going to be looking at this. Here's the first part of this series. And then at the end you can say, now come back next week and we're going to hear what the next part is. So I think it just depends on the structure of the sermon and where it goes. But um, I think we're out of time. I'm going to say thank you for being the voices in my head this week. And this is how I close out uh, my segment. I'm going to hit the outro button. So thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. 
Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.